another episode of the provocative podcast all right if you're watching from youtube guys i have a sportier look on today <sighs> my days today has been crazy so first of all i just want to say i'm happy to have my voice back um as i was listening back to last week's episode i'm like oh my god i sound horrible so and even i sounded even worse than that like the week before but I am happy to have my voice back and to be able to speak and just sound like my old self. So anyways, today I was like, I'm going to record the podcast. I'm going to get ready, do my hair. I wanted to try out my new blow dryer tool and like, no. So I went out for my morning walk. I've been doing a morning walk almost every single day because um, ever since I kind of stopped doing spin so much, I was like, I need to still work on my step count um, just because I am... I work from home. So if I am at home, I'm either getting ready. So I'm sitting down or I'm doing um, work on my computer. The only time I'm really up and about is when I'm doing housework, which is almost every day, but it's not plenty of steps, right? So I was like, I'm going to start waking up in the mornings when I don't go to spin and just go for a 30 minute, one hour walk just to start my day. And recently it's been kind of cool because I've been on my live. Uh, so I go on live and just, um, talk about whatever I want to talk about and um whatever questions people ask me during the day and it's been kind of honestly this is today's my second day doing it and I really enjoy it I'm not saving the lives so you kind of have to be there to listen to what I gotta say but it's it's really cool because I feel like I can connect with you guys um so I was like I'm gonna do that I'm gonna go tan I'm gonna go get groceries because your girl started a hardcore cut so she has Olympia um at the end of, we're in the middle of December which is a bodybuilding show so um a lot of my teammates from dark sport are competing so I just want to make sure I look lean enough um that during that time we also do a big photo shoot and although I love my body now I have a amazing balance I kind of want to take my myself to the next level a bit and just kind of um you know be strict again on myself almost prep mode but not prep mode so um that is the goal right now and so I just started my cut on Monday and so um I was going to do so I went to the grocery store because I was like I'm gonna get some food because I really want to start like really um focusing on my protein intake and actually be tracking each and every single one of my meals then I'm gonna get home and I'm gonna get ready I had plenty of time this was like 12 30 well, this morning, Fendi woke up, which Fendi, if you guys don't know, is my Frenchie, my youngest Frenchie. I have two. So when she woke up this morning, she didn't want to come outside. She looked like all scared. And I was like, OK, she probably peed, which is fine. We don't really give her a hard time, um, especially if I'm like, OK, she probably woke up earlier and I didn't take her out. So it's fine. Um, and so she woke up. So when I was trying to get her to go outside, she wasn't going. And I was like, OK, like get up. And she didn't want to get up. And so. Then she starts shaking, which I already knew. I'm like, fuck, something's wrong. So we put her in her kennel and Chris is like, maybe she's just sore from running around because Fendi loves to run around. So yesterday, last night, she was playing with her ball and I was like, okay. I even told Chris, I was like, be careful with that ball because she keeps hitting the wall and she's going to get hurt. Anyways, we put her in her kennel because we're like, okay, she's probably sore. So I get back from the grocery store and I'm like, okay, she should be fine. I try to take her to pee. Oh, no, no, no. Like the wincing was like nonstop. Like she was crying and yelling. And I don't do well with stuff like that. Like I during that that like I go full arm armadillo. Like I just want to cry. Like I'm just like like I, I can't with when it comes to anything with Hermes and Fendi. Like I just literally my heart just sinks. So I told Chris because Chris is like, we'll just take her to the vet tomorrow if she doesn't get better. 
So I was like, no, I'm taking her to the vet right now. Like, fuck. Like, I'm going to have to, I'm going to put the groceries up real quick, take her to the vet. So I go by myself to the vet and it takes like three hours. And anyways, long story short, she has the same thing as Hermes, which Frenchies, it's very common. They have like this disc where, um, it's like a pressure point and it can just fuck up really easily on their back. And so if the disc is dislocated just by a little bit, it pinches the nerves there and then it's really painful for them. And it happens to a lot of Frenchies and the two options are bed rest for them for like four months or surgery. So I don't want to go through surgery. I didn't go through surgery with Hermes. Um, because, you know, when they were going through all of it, they're, they're, it's really aggressive. Like, you have to really pay 100% attention to them. They might end up being in a wheelchair. Like, it's a lot. So, we did the bed rest option for him. And thankfully, he's, I was like two years ago. He's doing a lot better. So, we're going to do the bed rest for her. She's gonna she's going to hate it in particular because she loves running around. But it is what it is, guys. I was calling Chris today and I told our ner- the nurse there at the vet's office. I was like, no wonder. I, I never understood why people give Frenchies up for adoption, why you're you're able to adopt Frenchies because one, Frenchies are so expensive to buy. Like they're at least three, three Gs, okay? So if you're gonna spend three grand on a dog, you would think you're gonna keep it. Now I understand why, because to be honest, they are a lot of work, especially Fendi is so much more work than Hermes with her skin issues, her allergies, everything. She's just so particular and now she has back issues. So it's a lot of work. So if you are contemplating getting in Frenchie, you better make sure your finances are up to par and you are ready for that responsibility because it is a lot. But anyways, it takes me back to, I didn't have any time to get ready. So, but I really wanted to film this episode for you guys. So I was like, I'm just going to throw in a little bit of makeup on, keep my hat on and we are good to go. So that's that. That's a little bit intro of my day. I am finally back into the groove of my training. I, as you guys know, I love spin. I go hard and spin, but it was affecting my lift so much to the point where I was literally almost only able to leg press like 145, which is a big deal to someone like me who's been lifting for so many years. Um, like to feel the exhaustion that I was feeling and the heaviness with one plate is was concerning. And I had like a breakthrough with Chris and I was like, what is happening? Like, I don't like going to the gym now. Like, I just, you know, I I don't know what to do. He's like, well, you one, first of all, you have to pick one or the other, either spin or bodybuilding. He's like, because you're going to the gym now and you're just focused on calories versus really putting in the effort. So you really got to ask yourself what it is that you want. So I was like, okay, I'm going to scale back on spin. So I'm only doing it like once or twice a week now. And then really focusing on my lifts. I've been doing that for the last three weeks and I feel so good to tell you that my my leg press went up to five plates on each side, guys. Four. Four or five. I don't remember. Um, but that's a major improvement from just being able to push one. So I'm just really proud of myself. I do um, hypertrophy training, um, and I'm constantly doing progressive overload. So every week I am focusing on getting um, – either one more rep or going up in weight every single week. And it's really helped my numbers with uh, hip thrust, leg press, all the all the leg movements. I'm honestly like so happy in the gym now. I really look forward to train. Whereas before I was like, fuck, I'm at the gym. Like I, my whole mentality was just not there. And so now my mindset has completely changed and I love it. So if you're struggling with your training, you might need to ask yourself what your goals are and train for your goals and change that mindset. Because sometimes we just need a little reminder. So 
Leading to that, I also am starting a challenge for everyone. Since I am going to be cutting, I was like, let me start a challenge. I haven't done a challenge since literally last year. So I'm going to do so I'm going to do like a winter challenge. It's going to start October 3rd. It's going to be a six week challenge for all you ladies and guys are more than welcome to join. Uh, first place winner will be receiving a thousand dollars. So it's a good prize and it's a good way to honestly just put your ass in shape a little bit and not let yourself go through during the October, November month. Um, I think we'll be finished before uh, Thanksgiving or it'll put us right there by Thanksgiving. But if you guys want to continue training, which I suggest that you do after a little bit after Thanksgiving um, would be really, really good. But I'm really excited because um, I'm going to restructure a whole new program. I'm going to actually give you guys the program that I've been following and it's been helping me. And you guys are going to have weekly check-ins. So I'm really excited for that challenge to start for all you guys. Um, <clears throat> but, all right, that's a little bit intro on the fitness part of my life. Everything else has been really good. Uh, you know, like I told you guys, birthday week was amazing. Uh, I just got sick, right? But it was really good. Um, and uh, Monday of last week, I went to Chicago by myself, which I have not traveled by myself since February of this year. Um, and it's a really big deal for me to travel by myself. I think during COVID before COVID, I was traveling a lot by myself and I was never really fearful. Then after COVID, we spent like two years, me and Chris just together all the time. So last year I didn't travel that much. And this year I was just like, fuck, I'm kind of nervous of traveling by myself. Um, it's just kind of scary when I'm like, okay, like I have to go by myself. I have to make sure I'm on the watch all the time. And to be honest, like, I think I have some sort of attachment to Chris now. So it's like any time he's away for a long period of time, not like a dinner, like if I'm at dinner and stuff, it's fine. But if I'm traveling far, or like there's like he's gone for like two days or whatever, I do kind of get really bad anxiety, um, but I'm getting better at it. But so I went to Chicago on Monday for a quick photo shoot. I was in and out. So I got there Monday night. Had the shoot Tuesday and flew out Wednesday morning, like more like 11, 12 ish. Um, but it was really much needed for myself, for my mental health um, to travel by myself, to just put myself out of my comfort zone and get used to traveling up by myself. And I say that because, you know, I love Chris and I, you know, it's it's nice to feel secure, but it's also nice to be independent. And it's it felt good to be able to just be by myself. Everything relied on my decision, my emotions, like what I was, I wanted to do, I did. And like, when I was in the room, like I, I don't know, it was like scary a little bit sleeping by myself, but it was nice. Like it was, it was some quality time alone. And then we had a dinner on Monday, on Tuesday night with, um, you know, the ghost family. And it was such a good dinner. I feel like we had, uh, we had not, I feel like we had such an amazing conversation and it was such an like intimate conversation and, um, I left just feeling really good. I felt like, you know, this year has been really hard on me because, you know, I started out the year with, um, and more than anything, you guys know, I came on here and I was like, these are my goals for 2022. Um, these are my resolutions. And a lot of it was work. And I think I just said like run more, read more. Um, I have to look at it, but I didn't really focus on like my, inner like self like there wasn't a lot of like inner self work right and this year I've done a lot of inner self work you know I got my therapist in February and um it's been overwhelming to look inside myself 
And before I got a therapist, I, I told you guys, I am not the type of person to sit in my thoughts unless it's work. If it's work, I'm I'll sit my thoughts, but just to sit and like meditate and think of my thoughts. I was not the type of person to do that. Like, there's no way I would feel like I am suffocating. And so now with therapy and everything, I've gotten better. I'm not the best yet. Um, excuse me. It is something that I am constantly working on, but I just, I wanted to talk about building intimate relationships and working on yourself today because, um, you know, especially with the trip that I had Monday, I feel like I just have a lot to share with you girls and guys, if you're listening. Um, and first of all, I will say that, um, one of the best conversations I had was with Ryan, one of the owners of ghost. We had Dan on the podcast. We didn't have Ryan, but I do want to bring Ryan on. And he just made me feel understood um, with what I was going through. And it's nice to have those friendships and conversations with people who are in the same wavelength as you, if not in a better wavelength as you. And he recommended this book. I want to share something with you guys from it, but it's called Clarity and Connection by Young Pueblo. Um, It's a New York Times bestseller. If you're watching, you can see what it looks like. Um, but I'll repeat that again. It's Clarity and Connection by Young Pueblo. And I'm going to read this little bit to you guys that just, I don't know, resonate. Every every page is like a different quote. For example, like maturity is knowing that when your mood is down, you should not trust the way you see yourself, which for me, I like highlighted that. If you can see on camera, I highlighted the fuck out of that because I was like, that is so true. Like, I feel like, especially as women, we deal a lot with our emotions and you can think so like, honestly, negatively about yourself during a time that you're feeling like shit. But if you just let yourself feel those emotions and not act upon those emotions and just not really think anything of yourself during that time, you'll be like, okay, yeah, it was just a momentary thing that I was feeling. So I love that maturity is knowing that when your mood is down, you should not trust the way you see yourself. But the quote that I wanted to read you guys is this, throw away the idea that healing is forgetting. The real result is no longer reacting to old triggers with the same intensity as before. The memories are still there, but they do not have the same power over your mind, which I, I love this guys, because there's a lot of old, um, there's some trigger points that I have, to be honest, um, And sometimes they're like toxic traits in myself and like it can like affect my relationship. And for example, I'm going to give you guys a little in on this. So um, I have not had an issue with Chris following women in a really long time. You guys, if you listen to the podcast before, we the only condition we have is that we can't follow um, local people. Right. Like Susan from the gym. Right. We don't. And I can't follow Bob from the gym, right? But we can follow any model, anyone we want. Um, and I haven't had an issue in a long time. Like, I feel like I focus on myself. Well, for some reason on the way back, I was using the bathroom and I was just um, on my phone and uh, something popped up or Chris liked some sort of photo. And my first instinct was to get mad at him, Right. My first instinct was like, what the fuck? Why is he liking this? Blah, 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 blah. And then I sat with myself and I was like, wait, that is an old pattern that you have. You're about to be upset, stay upset, have a conversation you probably have already had, not probably, you've had multiple times in the past for what? You're not breaking the pattern there. 
So I just like, honestly, I closed my eyes. I took a deep breath and I was like, what are you feeling? And I was like, okay, I'm feeling insecurity. Okay, why? I was like, and I tried to see why and there was no why. I was like, I'm beautiful. She's beautiful. You know, there's nothing there that I want. And taking the time to just feel my emotions and be like, it is okay. It does not mean Chris does not love me. It does not mean Chris does not love my body. And I was fine. I felt so good. I even told him about it. I was like, I was so proud of myself in that moment because old Jasmine would have been upset about it or not just been upset and then not talked about it because we've talked about it in the past and I've been okay with it, but I would have been like in a slight mood. Whereas now, like I felt like I could take a deep breath and breathe and I felt fine. I was like, it is what it is. Like I was fine and I was happy to see him. And like old Jasmine would have probably, he was picking me up from the airport, would have like rolled my eyes and be like giving him a side hug. And I was so excited to see him. Like little things like that are such big wins to me right now. And it's, yes, obviously that's who I was in the past and you're not gonna forget things, right? You're not gonna forget some of those emotions, but getting better and being better and asking yourself, okay, like how can I break this negative pattern? Because that's a negative pattern, right? Unless you really are feeling some type of way, like I said, Chris and I communicate a lot. So communicate with your significant other, but we had communicated over that in the past. So it was a, a momentary anger, insecurity that I felt that I needed to address by myself. Chris couldn't help me. I needed to do it. I needed to solve it by myself. Cause sometimes we're quick to want others to heal us, to want others to help us, to want others to make us feel happy. When in reality, we need to make ourselves happy. So today's episode is building intimate relationships. And before you can actually build an intimate relationship, you need to find yourself, figure out who you are. And the first step to that is spending time alone like genuinely alone with yourself. And for me, the biggest, when people were like, well, spend time alone. I was like, well, I wash dishes alone. I paint alone. I watch TV alone. You know, like I'm like the simple things, but during those times, it doesn't really allow you to truly be with yourself. So when I spend time alone, I, I personally like to go outside. I like to go for a walk. I like to sit outside, especially like on a cool morning and just sit on the pavement and breathe. I like to go outside barefooted and ground myself to the ground, to the grass, feel the grass, look at the sky, really like just pay attention to my surroundings and be in the moment with myself. Ask myself what I'm feeling. Am I happy? Am I sad? Am I stressed out? Be with yourself. So that's the first thing you need to do is be with yourself. Ask yourself who you are as a person. Like, who am I, right? Learn your strengths and weaknesses. Ask yourself, okay, like, what is something I want to, what is something I'm so happy about? Like, what do I love about myself, right? Truly love about yourself. Go through the list of those things. And I hope you have a list of those things because you should have a list of those things. And then ask yourself what your weaknesses are. What are things that you would, you personally, not because other people have told you, but what do you think that you should work on or could work on? So that would be the, my number one tip to you guys is to spend time and learn, learn your strengths and weaknesses so that you can find yourself. Number two, I know people talk all the time about reading books, right? Read books that motivate you. Read books that do this. Read books do th- that do that. And I will say, like, I've listened to so many um, podcasts that say the same thing and mentors that say the same thing. 
And while that is very true, I will say that it is very hard to start that right off the bat, right? I've tried it. I've like, I'm just, I was like, I'm not a good reader. I suck at reading. I don't have this, the, a good attention span. Like I just don't want to read. Right. And so I would pick up a a self-motivational book or like a finance book or whatever. And it would literally take me a year to finish that one fucking book. Cause I just didn't want to read it. Right. So what I've learned this year is just pick up a book you want to read. Like pick, pick what, it doesn't have to be a book about self-improvement. It can be whatever it is you want. You want a book about dragons and fucking fairies? Read a book about dragon fairies. You want a love book? Read a love book. Read whatever you're, you crave to read or whatever you think is entertaining for you. Because when I first started this year, my the book club, which we haven't done in a while, but I've kind of been reading on my own. I was like, I just want to read, right? Let me see if I, I was like, I was hesitant. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to really read these books or if I'm going to like these books. But to be honest, I have loved the journey of just reading that because at first I sucked at reading. Literally, I would find myself having to reread pages and it would take me a lot longer when girls would be like, oh, I'm on chapter this. I'm like, fuck, I'm like chapter three. But I got better and better. Even the other day, somebody, oh, Heba gave me, my my best friend gave me a, a, a gift card and a card and I read it. She's like, you're done reading that? I'm like, yeah. She's like, wow, you're such a fast reader. And I was like, thanks. Whereas before I wasn't. And the fact is that I started reading books that I wanted to read, right? That I enjoyed reading. And then I started adding self-improvement books and I found myself being more entertained by them. I found myself being, my attention span being better. I found myself like really wanting to read them. Why? Because I was reading for fun and I, and I put reading and fun together versus reading is going to be boring. It's just self-improvement, which self-improvement is great. I used to be like, well, if I'm going to read, it's because I want to be better. Well, yeah, but you, you can't just flip a switch. It takes time. So when I started reading for fun, it made reading fun in general. So now I can pick up a self-improvement book and actually really enjoy it, really want to read it because there's not so much pressure about just reading it because I need to grow or it's just work, aka work because I need to read it, right? So I suggest you doing that. I've actually got a lot of my friends reading that way. My sister is reading that way. And I genuinely think that that's a great little transition into the book, the harder books, I will say, the self-improvement books that are a little bit not as fun, right, to read, but will be fun. So I encourage you to do that. And then C is how do you contribute to friends and others, right? To find yourself. You spend time alone. You read these books that speak to you to find yourself, but also ask yourself, how do you contribute to friends and others, right? Guys, literally 90% of the time, we are so focused on ourselves and what we have going on the day that we forget about others. And it's not like an um, intentional thing. And I find myself, I am one of the most loving, giving person, people I know. I think about my family and everything, but I do find myself sometimes just in my own fucking world. Like I'm just like tunnel vision. I'm doing work. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Blah, blah, blah. That I forget to really take a step back and ask Chris, like, how are you doing? Or my friends like, hey, how are you doing? So that is something that I started working on this year, really being there for my friends, really paying attention to the smallest things, even the dates. I try my best to remember. Aureli literally just had an interview the other day and I called her the next day. Hey, how'd your interview go? Like being there for your 
the people that you love, your friends and your family, the people who are there for you as well. Because when you show up for them, more than likely they're going to want to show up for you. And my friends are always constantly like, hey, how are you? Like, how did this go? They'll, they'll know that I had a photo shoot. How did the photo shoot go? And I love that. I love that even though they also have a lot of things going on, they're there for me. But, you know, the other day I actually told Chris and I, because I listened to a podcast about this and it was like, how are you present in another person's life? Are you asking your partner? Because it was specifically about relationships. Are you there for your partner? What are you contributing to your partner? And Chris is a very independent person. He works out by himself. He cooks for himself because he's very like, I just want my meals when I want them kind of thing. He he works by him. Like he works by himself. Like he doesn't really need me to do anything for him. So him for me is I think the biggest thing he does for me is like he cooks me breakfast every morning, right? And um, I got home from my walk because I was listening to the podcast and I was like, babe, is there anything I can do for you? Like, can, is there anything I can do for you? Because I feel like, you know, I know I'm there emotionally and I'm here with you, but can I do something for you? How can I make your life a little bit shit? How can I make your life a little bit easier? Uh, and he was just like, babe, I'm happy with the way things are. You are, you're here for my emotional support and I love you and I don't need anything. If there's something that I need, I will ask you. And I was like, okay. Cause I was starting getting a little bit of like a guilty conscience. Cause I was like, fuck, he makes me breakfast in the morning. Like, is that something that he wants to do? Like, cause I can do it for myself. If like, I don't want it to be a burden. And he was like, no, I love making breakfast for you. I'm making my, my breakfast and why not make yours as you're, you're doing cardio or whatever. So just being present in the people that you love and really making sure how you contribute to them. Um, because like I said, most of the time we are selfish creatures, nothing wrong with, nothing wrong with that, but we do want to make sure that we are there for the people that we love. And then lastly, and this is the most important thing to find yourself, like honestly, the most important thing to find yourself. And I've learned that this year is values. What are your values? And for a long time, I didn't know what that meant, okay? I'm a 28-year-old grown woman, and I didn't really know what that meant until this year. And I would listen to Andy Frisilla, which if you guys know, he has this podcast, speaking about values, what the mission statement for his company was, and how everything he did revolved around those values. Well, I feel like this year, I really had to sit with myself and ask myself, what are your values, Jasmine? What do you value in life, Right? Like the, like the smallest things, like, what do you value besides, you know, obviously your husband and your family, like, what is it that you love to do and what makes you, you? And my therapist is the one that re really recommended that with me. And I tried three therapists, right? Cause I did better help. I changed two therapists on better help. And then I went to the girl that I have now and all three of them said the same thing, which is crazy. They were like, what are your values? Have you written down your values? What are your values? Have you written down your values? And I was like, fuck. No, I have it. And when I did that and started realizing what my values really were, and I will say that some of them are barely getting to me. Like I, with this trip on Monday, I just realized what one of my biggest value is just because I spent time alone. I was able to figure it out because it takes time to really figure out what your values are. But if you take, but if you pay attention to what you enjoy doing, you'll be able to figure it out a lot faster. But Figuring out your values will set you up as who you are as a person, right? It'll help you find yourself because it'll help you see what is acceptable for you and what is not in any aspect of your life, in your relationship, 
in your friendships, in your family life, in your personal life. Like you will be able to say, this is what I love. This is what is acceptable for me. And this is what I don't like and what's not acceptable for me. And that everything you do in your life will be navigated by those values. And I will say that those values will change. You'll find new values based on the seasons of your life. But if you stay true to at least your top three, it will definitely help that path of finding yourself be a lot smoother. Um, I think once I set my values and really realized, okay, what what I wanted out of my life in that sense, um, I felt a lot better. And and the values and purpose are two different things, you guys. And I will say finding your purpose is harder. And I will say, I don't, you know, you can say, okay, well, my purpose in life is to motivate others, right? But I feel like having a purpose in life is so much deeper than that. And it's something that is very complex to figure out. So it's more about finding your values and the things that make you who you are every single day. And it's like the words that I use, finding out what's acceptable and what's not acceptable in your life. So I highly encourage if you're trying to find yourself, if you are trying to build intimate relationships Figure out what your values are. That's the number one thing. Spend the time alone. Learn your strengths and weaknesses. Read the books that speak to you and contribute to your friends and your others. Secondly, go into your past and work on your trauma, right? Because in order to build intimate relationships, you have to know who you are and you have to be healed, right? You have to be able to have intellectual conversations, but we'll get into that in a little bit. But going into the past and working on your trauma takes a lot of time quality time spent alone which if you find yourself you'll find that you'll need more of that quality time alone and it's very hard guys um working on your trauma and everyone has different trauma some of our trauma is very intense some other people's trauma may not be intense chris literally has no trauma we just talked about this the other day and my trauma i genuinely did not think that i had trauma I was like, oh, I've gone through shit, right? I've gone through shit. As you guys know, I went through domestic abuse in my, in my household growing up. And I'm like, I don't have trauma. Like, I'm good. Yeah, that's something that happened in my life, but it's not trauma, right? Because I thought, I associated the word trauma with victim, right? I was like, well, I'm not a victim to anything. And I was like, well, trauma means I've like, it's been a hell of a life. Like, I don't know. I associated the word trauma with something really, really bad, right? When something is traumatic, it's really, really bad, right? And because I had not taken a look at my past, right? Because I had not found myself, who I really was, set my values, dug deep, I didn't realize how much trauma I had and how the things that I went through in my life were traumatic. And... um being in therapy made me realize that it made me really dig deep into those dark parts of my life and be like, fuck, like this is trauma. And I have not healed from that. And all that trauma that I have is still affecting me right now as a 28 year old, because every decision that I make or have made is because of that trauma. Or it's not even the decisions that I make, the way that I act upon my emotion is because of that trauma right? Um, And it took me really digging deep into myself to figure out that, to really be like, I'm acting out this way, not because I'm feeling this right now, but because my old self is feeling this and because I have not healed. So I highly encourage that you guys dig deep and work on the trauma that you have. 
and it doesn't make you any weaker. I promise. It is very overwhelming. I will say that. That is one of the reasons I didn't want to work on it because I was like, fuck, it's, it's too much work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to dig. It's a lot of work to think about mentally and it's a lot of work to dig in internally. When I leave my therapy sessions, guys, I'm always like, I'm just drained because we do a lot of work. Um, but I cannot tell you how extremely proud I am of myself for going through all that. And I'm getting emotional because, I, and I wasn't emotional writing this, but I'm getting emotional because I have worked so hard this year to make myself a better person in every aspect of my life, but more so emotionally because I want to be a better wife to Chris. I want to be a better daughter to my parents. I want to be a better sister to my sisters. I want to be a better friend. Like, I just want to be a better person emotionally all around. I know I'm a hard worker. I know I'm like a hard worker in the gym too. Those two things are a strength of mine, but I really wanted to work on the emotional part of myself and just be better. And I think taking that time to really work on my past and my trauma has really helped me out so much. And I will say, Chris will probably tell you the same, like the way that I react to things, I'm still emotional, but I'm just at a different frequency. I just think about things better now. I think about how that moment, how I can handle that moment better, right? And how my old self would handle it and how my new self wants to handle it, right? So as hard as it may be, especially if you do have trauma, any sort of little trauma, your mom wasn't present, your dad wasn't present, anything, whatever you went through, dig deep, ask, for, get help if you can and work on that trauma because I promise you, you will be, I am so much stronger than I have ever been in my entire life right now in this moment. And I am just at a whole different level than I've ever been. And I am so proud of myself for that. Um, and, uh, and this has something to do with therapy and I wrote it down because, um, for any of you who are going through anything with, especially with anxiety, if you're going through anything and you are feeling overwhelmed because that is a word I've used a lot this year too, because I feel very overwhelmed. I have a lot going on. Plus the fact that I'm working on my personal life, my personal self is very overwhelming. Figuring out who you are is very overwhelming. It's There's so much emotion that, that comes out. You literally feel like you want to vomit, but nothing comes out, right? It's overwhelming. So my therapist said, it's not it's not the same thing as journaling. When you journal, if you want to journal every day, you can journal every day, you know, about what your goals are, what you want to accomplish throughout the day. But when you're feeling super anxious, write down anything that comes to your mind. Like it could be fucking like jibber jabber. The sentences, the sentences don't even have to match. Just get a pen and a paper and write down whatever's coming to your mind. Just let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Then literally tear the paper, burn it, tear it, put it in the garbage deep where you won't find it. Like not even just crumble it up, tear it into little pieces, burn it, whatever you can get to get rid of that. Because you don't want to reread those things that you wrote. It's not to, to journal, like I said. It's not to journal what you want to accomplish in your life. It's to get all those overwhelming feelings, all that anxiety out on paper, and it will literally help you just feel at ease. Rip that shit apart. Don't reread it, because if you're rereading it, you're allowing those emotions back in. The purpose is to let those emotions out. Write it down, fucking tear it, burn it, and let it go. And it will literally make you feel so much better. But that overall has just been... The biggest thing that has changed who I am this year and has gotten me into the level of wanting to build intimate relationships, which is what the podcast is about today. So 
when you're trying to build these intimate relationships, you know who you are. You've worked on your past trauma. Um, so building this relationship, building intimate relationships means you want something more out of this friendship than just, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like surface level, right? You want those deep connections. You want someone who's at the same frequency as you, right? So you can't build that if you're not there. But once you're there, you will find people. It'll take time, but you will find people who are in the same frequency as you. And I will say some of your friends probably won't be at that same frequency and that is okay, right? Because we all grow at different places in our life, right? I know that my growth is different than my friends Brittany's growth or Aureli's growth or even Chris's growth. Um, I feel like Chris's growth is just like, he's just a machine, but <laughs> uh, my growth is different, right? But to build those intimate relationships, I have to be, I have to vibe with the same, with the another person that's at the same frequency as me, right? So you just have to find those relationships to find the people that bring you what it is that you're searching for. And when I say intimate relationships, I mean, what are you, you have to ask yourself what you're missing out of your life? What do you need? And that that's not necessarily something bad, right? You have friends for different areas of your life. Your spouse also can't be your everything, right? You have a friend that you probably go and vent to. You have a friend at work that you vet about work things. You have your husband at home who can help you with whatever it is. But building an intimate relationship is a different relationship. It's a relationship where you can go and you can talk about the things that you're working on. You can talk about the things that you want out of your life. You can talk about intimate things that will make you feel whole because you'll leave those conversations feeling at like feeling fulfilled in life and then probably go back home to your significant other or go home to your friends and feel like you're getting what you need out of every different relationship, right? Because a friendship and an intimate relationship is different, right? Sometimes maybe if you have the same thing all in once, great, but not everyone gets that. But, you know, I feel like this year I've been really focusing and honestly the last three, four months in building intimate relationships. I'm happy with the friends that I have now. I don't need any more friends. If I'm going to build a relationship now, it's going to be an intimate relationship. It's with someone I want to grow with and learn with and someone who's at the same frequency as me, who's really, really digging deep into their personal self and wanting to be better and has wisdom to share with me. That's what I want, right? And I think that's where I'm at in my life now. I don't want surface level relationships anymore. I don't want to just go to to whatever party, whatever, and be in a crowd room, in a full, in a room full of people that just are whatever. I'm just over that part of my life. I have friends already. I don't need any more friends like that. I need intimate relationships, but I can't build that if I don't build myself. So that's why building yourself is so important. And lastly, I will say there will be hookup relationships in your life, right? There will be relationships where you think you're building an intimate relationship with that person, or you think you're building a friendship with that person. But in reality, it doesn't work out, right? You guys know my three month rule. Don't get attached to someone until after the three months, because it takes three months to really know a person. Um, if you guys listened to last week's episode, uh, Hira's uh, husband, Anil, the one we talked about is the one that told us that. So um, it's worked great with all the people that I know now. I don't give myself fully. I give myself like 60% to that person until I let those three months pass. And even then I only give myself like 80% to friends nowadays because you just don't know. And there will be hiccup relationships. There will be relationships that just don't work out. And it's sad and it sucks. And it's, it's, 
I'm a 28 year old woman and I still get upset when relationships don't work out. Right. And it's part of life. It's something that you have to accept. And I'm accepting now because for a long time I was very bitter about it. Right. But it is what it is. You will, you will have those hiccup relationships in your life. Right. And as you grow, you're, you're going to make meet new people and that might happen again. But if you understand that and you are cautious of that and you are aware of that, it'll make you feel at least a little bit better. At least it'll help you accept it better. Um, but I just wanted to, you know, talk about things like that. I know today's podcast is a little bit more on the personal self, but it is so important, ladies, to work on yourself as an individual without your partner, without anyone there so that you can truly make yourself happy. You know, there's nothing more powerful than getting to know the deepest part of yourself, knowing your strengths, learn your weaknesses and turn, turning them into power tools for your life. You know, growing pains are part of our life. Digging deep is so important for us to heal those growing pains and get ahead. And you will feel a lot of feelings. You will feel a lot of over overwhelmingness, but it's important if you want to get the next stage of your life. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. I really just wanted to give you guys an insight of what I'm going through, what my new goals are, and, and hopefully challenge you to look deep within yourself. So just want to say thank you to everyone who listens to the podcast weekly. I love you guys. I read all your DMs and I just am so grateful for all the messages that I get daily from you guys. Keep them coming because I love them, okay? Please don't ever think you are doing too much by sending me messages. I genuinely, it literally makes my day. I have almost all of them screenshotted. So I just wanna say thank you so, so much. Uh, Dark Sport launch will be happening this Sunday. Code Jazzy10 will save you 10% for you ladies. Um, so yeah, and I will see you guys next week. Bye. I'm not gonna be there for you Cause you were never